This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome in. Good morning to you. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, and we're going to be here for the next hour talking about the, <laughs> the tech world. Something tries to trip me up at the very beginning every single week. The Echo had it this week. All right. So I've got Wiltz Cotrere with me and uh, Jeremy Thompson as well. Uh, Wiltz is the uh, IT expert at Newcore Steel. I said the, like, uh, I guess you're the only one. And uh, <laughs> IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Jeremy, of course, the owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We always want to hear from you. If you got any problems in your tech world, give us your comments, your questions. You want to share anything awesome or ridiculous? What's grinding your your tech to to a halt? Or what's making it run faster? The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring that's 877-672-7464. We've got plenty to go into today, including uh, uh, something that Wiltz will find, or a couple of things Wiltz will find interesting, uh, interesting. a couple of different types of uh, emails that have uh, crept uh, into the uh, MPB mail servers over the last week or so that are trying to trying to sneak in and around folks and get their uh, valuables and whatnot. But we also have a lot of interesting things in uh, tech that is going on. Uh, some numbers from TechCrunch on uh, global app revenues. Man, it just continues to skyrocket. Um, a couple of different streaming television um, entities have sharply increased their rates, including one that I went on and on and on about how awesome they were on the show. I kind of feel bad about that now, even though as a product, it's still awesome. Just the uh, the cost of a subscription now is uh, makes it mm, a judgment call about whether it's worth it or not. We'll talk about that. Spotify is launching a premium plan for couples. Now, this is fantastic. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know why it's taken so long for somebody to figure this out. Uh, uh, Discord is planning to move beyond gaming. I want to know uh, what you guys think about Discord, if you use that at all. ATT is bringing 5G to um, 25 new regions, including Austin, Texas, Miami, Florida, Salt Lake City, and more. And something sent to me by the boss. Uh, Mophie and Invisible Shield are making UV sanitizers for your phone. Sanitizers for your phone. So, uh, good morning. What's going on? Not too much. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, I, I can't complain. I can't complain. We got a lot to dig into today. A lot of really cool, and um, we have some stuff that is the norm, but some stuff that's not the usual today. So I'm I'm excited about that. 
It's always fun stuff. How's uh, how's things been going over there for the last week? Man, uh, pretty good. A little bit quiet. Uh, just you know, that's always good. Uh, yeah, quiet is good. It's been a little bit busy today, but uh, no, really, it's been uh, been kind of quiet tech wise. Been replacing a few phones. Seems like phones are one to act up. It seems like uh, you know. Maybe people are just getting an itch for a new one. I don't know what the deal is. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been been mellow. I like mellow. Mellow yeah. is a good thing. Jeremy, how have things been going with you the last week or so? Uh, things have been uh, pretty good. I had to take a little time off last week. Uh, got a little burnout. I, uh, you know, this, yeah, this you whole you, situation you haven't stopped is, the whole is time. very trying on Sorry, what? I said, yeah, you had. You hadn't. You, you needed to. You hadn't taken time off yet, really, have you? No, no. And uh, this this whole situation has been, you know, really trying on me and my staff. And um, it, it, you know, it's hard for me to find the motivation to do what I want to do uh, when I deal with people that are extremely ungrateful of the service that I provide, you know? And uh, I'm just going to hop on my soapbox for a minute because I got something to say and I want everybody to hear it. All right. Um, <laughs> the people that fix your things work very hard to do so. They hunch over desks. They uh, give themselves back and neck problems. Uh, they deal with lots of stress and they deal with the dredges of the internet in order to find the solutions to the problems that you're having. This is not a thankless job, but sometimes it feels like it. And I just want to make sure that everyone listening understands that your technician, whether they repair your car, your computer, your AC unit, your TV, whatever kind of thing that you need to get going, that person is just trying to do the best job that they can to the best of their ability and arguing with a professional on what they have uh, deemed to be unrepairable is not only an insult, but then it sometimes, like last week, resulted in name-calling towards me. And somebody called me a very rude name. I've never been talked to like this in the almost 20 years I've been doing this. And uh, it was it was pretty upsetting. So I know that everybody's going through a lot. And, you know, your, your pocketbook only extends so far. But you do not have to be rude to someone in order to convey that you are not happy, that you have to pay for something that was not fixed. So, you know, in my shop, when I work on something for an hour or two hours, sometimes I can't fix it. It just happens. This is one of those things, you know. That doesn't mean that I didn't know what I was doing. It meant that we reached a dead end in the flowchart in my head. I have researched everything under the sun, and I have not been able to find a solution. So you can hurl insults if you want. You can call people names if you want, but that's not going to make them work any harder, any better, or any faster for you. It it really, really bothered me that I had to deal with somebody like this who was arguing with the fact that I wasn't professional. Now, obviously, he doesn't know that I have a show where I speak to the entire state of Mississippi and, to, and help them with their technical <laughs> issues. So maybe he's got his foot in his mouth, but... <laughs> It really is. It is disconcerting that people that do not know 
are arguing with people that do know. And again, I understand that we're all upset. We want to try to save money, but you don't have to insult people when they have paperwork like I do that says, if I work on your stuff, you owe me a minimum charge for doing it. Anybody that takes time to work on your stuff should be compensated for doing so. There's a number of ways that you can do this. Thank you is a very, very powerful payment method. However, it just it, 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 I reached this point in, in my life where I, I asked myself, why do I do this for people? Why do I do this for people like this? Why don't I take this guy's computer and chunk it against the wall? Well, for one, anger's not going to solve any problems. And for two, he's just misinformed. And I think a lot of people are misinformed on a number of topics. And it's not okay to argue with people who went to school for this, who have worked for years to establish themselves in the field of technology. I will hop off of my soapbox now because I feel a little bit better about what I said. But today, <laughs> I want you to thank a professional in your life, whether he's your mechanic or your computer guy or whatever. Remember that that person works hard and they have dedicated their lives to a service that they provide for you because they went into business because they wanted to help people just like you, just like I did. I got into this business because I wanted to help people, not because I wanted to hurt them, not because I wanted to charge them unnecessary amounts of money, because I wanted to help people. This individual wanted to argue with me and say that he was going to come to my shop and show me how to do it. <laughs> he did not show up. He did not show up. Oh, man. I have no hard feelings towards this job. I have, I have no hard feelings towards this person even. But I wanted to hop up on my little microphone for a second here and say, tell your people that work for you in the service industry, thank you. Doctors and health professionals are, are getting a lot of love, and they should because they're working very, very hard to keep us healthy and safe and to keep our loved ones healthy and safe as well. But they're not the only ones that are losing their minds in the middle of all of this. And the words thank you go a long, long way. Absolutely. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely they do. And that's that's not just during a pandemic, but at any time. I mean, we could get wrapped up in life and the day-to-day and the rat race and all of that kind of stuff, and you get going – so fast and moving from one thing to the next that you forget to stop and thank people sometimes for, for, you know, what, what it is they do. I mean, husbands and wives can fall into that, you know, trap. Jay, I've gone through so many drive throughs where, you know, the cars are just, they're just lined up out the back because they can't have customers inside. And every time I go through, I notice that the people are working real hard and it don't seem like they get any love. And so I'll look at that person. I'll say, Hey man, I know y'all are working hard. Y'all are doing a great job. Thank you. You wouldn't imagine how big the smile on that person's face gets. Man, we look. forget because we get so entitled. We think, okay, well, I paid my money. I, I, I just, I get my meal. I get my fix. I get whatever. There's a human being that prepared that for you, and they probably aren't feeling too loved right now. So say thank you. Say I appreciate you. Say I acknowledge that you took your time to do something for me, whether you paid for it or not. I, uh, I can, I can. Uh... I can sympathize with the point you just made. Uh, was it last week? 
Um, there is a, a crystal between a crystal restaurant between my house and work. And when I pulled into it, I think it was last Wednesday, uh, they said, welcome to crystal. There's only two people here. <laughs> I mean, a warning shot, <laughs> answering the door with a warning shot. And it took a long time to get through the line, but you know what? It was, it was all good. And, and when I was at the window, uh, I was super nice to the folks and I wanted them to know that they did not have to like try to double bust it because they already were, uh, just because I was at the window. Like, you know, I, I you know, I didn't say take your time, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. You know, so. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> All right. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we've got plenty to dig into, including a couple of uh, emails that have come. Uh, one to uh, one of my co-producers here, Liz, uh, came to her personal email. Somebody trying to spoof PayPal. We'll talk about that. And then one that came into uh, the MPB servers here who's trying to spoof the big boss man up at the front of the building. We'll talk a little bit about that stuff. Uh, and all of the news going on, including Rake Heights, Rake hikes hikes with uh, uh, streaming services, uh, TV streaming services, and Spotify coming up with uh, duo accounts now or dual accounts, maybe for the his and hers to be able to use the same account without knocking each other off when they start to play music. This is Everyday Tech. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wilts and Jeremy. I'm Jay. Thank you so much for listening this morning. You can call us up. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show and as we went to break, uh, a couple of interesting emails uh, that have been uh, forwarded to me, kind of sent on my radar here, and I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Uh, Wilts, of course, an IT guy. Jeremy, I got it, has to, uh, um, let's see, untangle computers for people. Um, here is one that was uh, sent to uh, fellow producer Liz. Now, the interesting thing here is, and I'll guess, I guess I'll ask you this right off the bat, uh, Wilts. This email in the from box or the from whatever, uh, it's listed as service at paypal.com. But uh, within the little brackets right after that, it's, I mean, LDF6AB-J. Uh, Bobber 34 at Songo Man at 4337-something-something-other.com. It's an email address that goes oh, on. Yeah. yeah, it goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. But if you just look in the title of the from, it says service at paypal.com. And it says, uh, the, the number one, the interesting thing is, and I'm not going to give Liz's uh, personal email out here, but, uh, and she did a great thing, and she produced for me, uh, two different type of emails, including one that was from uh, uh, PayPal that was sent to her in response to her forwarding this to their service department. And the one from PayPal, uh, legit, at the top it says, uh, hello, Liz Gill. At the top of this one, it says, uh, the the fraudulent one, it says, dear Liz Gill at email dot address. Nah. That's very interesting. But here, here's how it goes. It says, Dear uh, Liz Gill at email dot address. We noticed some unusual activity on your account 
and are concerned about potential unauthorized access. We need your help resolving this issue. And for your safety, we have temporarily limited what you can do with your account until you take action. What's going on? We noticed some unusual activity on your PayPal account and are concerned about your potential unauthorized account access. What do I need to do? Log into your PayPal account and complete the steps required to uh, re-secure your account. Uh, and it's got a link. Now, I guess that's the trap for him. It has a, a link that says log into PayPal. It also says, if you need help or have any questions, call us at a one eight 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 number. Uh, sincerely, PayPal. So, sincerely. right. Well, quite, a, quite a few red flags going on in there. Yeah. Uh, yes. For one, the very first thing that you pointed on out, the email address itself. A lot of people, it's um, it, it's quite elementary to make the name appear anything. I could I could make my email say that I'm Jay White all day long. Yeah. Um, I can even give it a fake email inside of those brackets. I mean, faking that what's called header information is is pretty elementary. It's pretty basic. Um, but that's one of your very first red flags you come across. Like, okay, that's not really. And here's the thing. Watch out. They could actually have the word PayPal.com, but the last L is the number one yes. or something. And it can look like it or, or it'll look very, very, very similar. So just because the address in there looks kind of legit, that doesn't really mean anything. But it, but it's still, it's a big red flag. Um Getting our names to go along with our email addresses nowadays, not all too difficult. I mean, my, my work email address begins with wilts.cotrer. So to figure out my name, um, you know, a grade school kid could figure that one out. So getting the names faked in there, but, but that's still another one. I mean, you know, normally someone you're doing business with would not address you that way. They're going to address you like the other email that you mentioned to her, you know, as, you know, as her appropriate name. Um, and but the biggest one that really jumps on out is especially if any email correspondence comes to anyone that deals with anything, especially fiscal, anything having to do with money. Um, never ever ever follow a link in, a, in an email because, and I know Jeremy and I have mentioned it a few times. You can make a link look like whatever you want it to look like. Yeah. Um, you know. I, it's, you know, if you really, really wanted to, and, and I'm presuming what she did because Liz is very smart about these things is she went directly to PayPal, not following a link and went to their, their you know, type in paypal.com, take that extra two seconds instead of following a link and really go there. But yeah, if, if it's money related, I mean, there, there are three things right there that just kind of jumped out immediately that would make me, you know, the, the spidey senses tingle a little bit and, and um, but yeah, I mean that's just that's your your classic fishing with a pH scheme. They're trying to get to you know, and if she would have followed that link, that page may have looked just like PayPal because it's very easy to fake those things as well. But the moment she put her username and password in there, the bad guys like ah, got you because now now what they're going to do is they're going to go to the real PayPal.com, log in with your credentials, and wreak havoc. Um, you know, as, but. Really quick, too, some of the things that people can do when it comes to PayPal and like with your finances. And I know uh, I know Jeremy's mentioned this a couple of times and I'll probably go ahead. I'll I'll throw the initials out there and ask him to go ahead and take it on over. Because I love the way that he explains it. But this is where you really want to start looking at things such as two factor authentication. 
taking it a step beyond just your password, someone stealing your password, but through some other verification mm-hmm. process. Jeremy? So two-factor authentication would be the best way to thwart a uh, an attack like this because if your account is secured with two-factor, then even if you did click on the fraudulent link, even if you did put in your password, they still have to get those numbers from you. So it's like a it's a it's a secondary gate they have to get through in order to actually get to your account. So if you've got any important financials or any important accounts uh, with cards attached to them, you want to make sure you set up two factor authentication on those accounts. That way you have to have a code that is sent to your device for the first time that you're logging on from that that browser or that IP address, whatever it is. Once you verify it, you can say, trust this device, and then it will save that cookie on your computer, and you won't have to continue to put in that code. It's, it's definitely a good way to mitigate a, an attack like this. this. This type of attack is pretty much what we consider old school at this point um, because most people do have their accounts protected with two-factor. But like we said, it's very easy to make an email look like it comes from someone uh, when it really comes from uh, a, a totally different source. Um, one other thing that I recently dealt with, um, one of my own clients had his contact list hacked, and I just so happened to be one of his contacts. So the person that hacked his contact list actually took his exact email address, and instead of it being at Comcast.net, he set up a Gmail account. So... It looks like it's coming from his uh, Comcast account, but when you reply to it, it goes to a Gmail account that looks, ju- I mean, just like his email. It's, it's letter, word for word, letter for letter, his email address. So they sent me an email and they said, hey, this is Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Um, can, you, uh, can you do me a favor? And I thought, well, that's weird, but, you know, I am a business and people ask me for favors. So sure, yeah, yeah, Mr. Lamb, let's go on. What can I do for you? And he says... Um, I'm I'm out of town, and I need to get my niece a birthday present, and I wanted to get her four iTunes gift cards. Mm. And so, I mean, immediately, I mean, I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, sure, iTunes (laughs) gift cards. Um, So you have access to your email, sir, but you can't go to Apple.com and buy some gift cards. You've got to just email someone and, and get a liaison to do it for you. Okay, yeah, all right, my belief hasn't been stretched now. So... I sent him an email back, kind of just seeing what, you know, what was going on, what he wanted me to do. And um, after he sent me that, I I just sent back like, hey, um, I've turned your email over to Google so they know you're a fraud. I have contacted my customer because, well, he's he's my customer. And uh, I have told him that his email has been compromised and that everybody in his contact list is being scammed or, or attempted to be scammed so uh, i told him to contact all of his people and just let them know to be looking out for those emails and to block that email address you know it's yeah you know you mentioned um jeremy you mentioned email this goes you know and, and especially nowadays this also goes it's not just the fiscal things either uh this this goes right into your facebook's your twitter's your instagram's all of your different social media um same thing people are doing this exact same thing i'll get I'll get broadcast messages from friends, and I know what it is. They've been, you know, their account's been compromised. They've probably given up their Facebook password or something like that. Which, by the way, Facebook and all your social, your major social media platforms can do two-factor authentication as well. And I would highly recommend anybody using those platforms to please do that. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, fake information is coming at us from all different angles. And, and the idea is that they're, they're trying to get that in. They're trying to get that little piece in there. And all they got to do, you know, uh, again, like in, in the uh, example from Liz, like if you got a message that was, you know, dear sir or ma'am, you'd probably say, oh, yep, junk mail. But when they address you by a name, you're like, oh, this person might know me. So yeah. um, don't don't be afraid to 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 listen to that little voice in the back of your head that says, eh, this doesn't smell quite right. It's interesting you mentioned that my uh, Instagram account, uh, and I don't know the 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 proper term for this, I guess, but my Instagram account was kind of spoofed, I suppose you might say. So my Instagram is is J Madden White. That's it. It's J M A D D E N. Well, this person made uh, a replica account, complete with all the posts and pictures and everything. That was J M A A D E N White. And this person sent, you know, direct messages through Instagram to every person that I'm connected to and was, you know, and I I can't remember what they were trying to go for exactly now, but they were soliciting these people for like some sort of business you know, to go in on some business proposition. But every one of these direct messages started with, hi, how are you? And everybody that reached out to me was like, I knew as soon as they said, hi, how are you? That wasn't you. And I'm like, what am I, the like, meanest jerk of all time? I just don't say, hi, how are you? But anyway, so yeah. This hi, guy, how are you? Right? This guy probably, let's see, how can I be as neutrally cordial as possible? Hi, how are you? Nope. That gave it away to everybody instantly. So, nice. but that was interesting. I mean, if somebody, look, if, if somebody is down to spoofing my Instagram, either that's like how they train people to like really hack good Instagram stuff, or maybe the guy lost a bet or something, or maybe they just picked some Instagram account randomizer or something like that. But man, you could not be wasting more of your time. Well, anyway. All right. One more before we take this break. And then we've got a couple of calls we want to get to as well. Uh, this is one that came into um, our, our uh, director of television uh, here and it was listed from Ronnie Agnew. Ronnie is the executive director of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Uh, that is what the, the from line was. But get this, the, the actual email was executivedirector1548 at gmail.com. And uh, this one is, this one's pretty easy to catch, but it was interesting. Uh, he has, uh, this is what the email says. Okay, and much busy at the moment, comma. How fast can you get some eBay gift cards from nearby shop now? Period, without a space. They need to be sent out soon. Period, without a space. I'm occupied, comma. Next line. But we'll look out for your reply. Thanks, Ronnie Agnew. Full name. So, yeah. Need some email. Need some eBay gift cards from a nearby shop. I'm occupied, but we'll look for your reply. Much busy at the moment. Yeah, the much boss, busy. Much, much the, busy. The boss doesn't send out emails to start with "okay" and "much busy" at the moment. I, maybe he should start. I don't know. Anyway, uh, interesting. That that was a pretty easy one to look out for, but it's still, you know, when I think the biggest thing is specifically at a place of business that from when it says Ronnie Agnew or you know whoever runs the business that you work at, it is interesting. Um, that they can, like Wilt said a minute ago, they could put the exact name on there, but you just got to do a little bit digger deeping as to uh, digger deeper digging as digger. to what exactly 
the email address. That's the whole speaking thing working out for you, Jay. Terrible. All right, we're gonna take we're gonna take a break here. We come back. We got Rita in Gulfport and David in Mobile. We'll get to you as soon as we come back. And a lot of interesting stories from the tech world this week, including soaring numbers in the app business for both uh, Apple and Google, and uh, a whole lot more to get into, including rate uh, rate hikes for uh, TV streaming. Uh, man, it's basically a toss up again. Uh, we can't we can't throw bombs at the cable company anymore because there's no break, regardless of who you go with anymore. All right, we'll take a break. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. You can call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'll be back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening this morning. You can call us with your tech questions or comments, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Without any more delay, we will take our first call from Rita in Gulfport. Rita, thanks for calling. Good morning. Uh, hi. Thanks for hanging on. What's happening? Uh, I am not at home right now, so I can't uh, give you the information off the box. But I have bought a smart TV, and I live alone. I'm a senior with limited uh, electronic knowledge, and I don't want anybody to come into my house to help me, but how do I hook up that smart TV? Uh, Sorry, are you trying to connect it to the Internet, or you just want to hook it up to your existing antenna? Do you have cable? What, What kind of connection do you have? Okay, right now the TV is still in the box, and okay. I haven't moved my old TV off the stand yet, and I have uh, Cable One and DirecTV, and I I don't know where to start or what to do on wires and plugs. Okay, well, um, there's going to be a circular one. That's going to be your coax, and it's actually going to screw into the back of the TV. And that should be your cable satellite connection. Um, okay. Other than that, you've got the power cord, which will plug into the wall. Yeah. Um, and then if, if you have, do you have like a Fire TV or a Roku or anything like that? I'm sorry, what? Do you have a Fire TV streaming uh, box or a, like a Roku or anything like that? I have Apple a, TV. Dire- a direct TV box and the router. Okay. Is in the other room. Okay, so all you're going to have to do with your TV is uh, plug your uh, satellite into it. Uh, you'll just you'll just screw that little circular connector in there until it goes tight. You can just tighten it with your hand, and then okay, plug your TV into calling, the wall. That's and what, then, that's what you're calling the satellite. Yes, that that's that's what connection goes to your satellite. Okay, and then the power cord. So you'll cord. just screw that. 
mm-hmm. and then the power cord. And then if you want to connect it to a network so you can do Netflix and stuff like that, uh, there will be a uh, network setup. Once you set the TV up, it will go through your initial configuration, and it will ask you to set up a wireless network. You just select your network and put in your password, and then your oh, wait, TV wait. is online. Wait, wait. Stop right there. Okay. After the mm-hmm. the TV goes through its setup and everything, it'll ask me if I want to set up a network? No. Part of the setup is actually going to be asking you about your network. Um, and okay, uh, wait, in your stop, case, stop, stop, it would stop, be wireless. Wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm 77. You got to be. Okay. When it asked me to set up a network, what is the word? You're going to choose that... wireless. Do, do okay. you have wireless at your house? She said, yeah. Do you know? I think so. Yeah, I mean, okay. I get wireless. It would be very similar phone. to how, like, you maybe put, say, like a laptop computer or perhaps your your um, smartphone or something like that, anything that would actually connect or, say, like a tablet. Um, you would yeah, treat the, have, the, the TV very much in that same regard. It's, uh, your your home wireless network more than likely has a name. Um, uh, it would be it would be a, a name that's unique to you and to your house. Um, so it could be uh, it could be just about anything. It could even be something like you know, maybe your cable provider's name or something like that. Um, so here, here, Rita, here's the, the the first thing you need to do though is take that uh, it's the it's it's a round cable. A yeah, lot of them yeah, are flat, but it's the one round cable that has the the twisty yeah. thing on the end. I don't know the word for it, but it take that and put it into, there should only be one of those connectors on the back of your new television and you connect that. And that's where your TV is. You're going to be able to watch your TV there. Right. Now the difference between maybe what your old TV was and your new TV was, is if it's, it's a smart TV, then it has the ability to connect uh, wirelessly to your home internet. And what the guys are talking about is, as the TV goes through its, kind of automatic setup process it's going to ask to connect to your network and it'll probably tell you a list of networks that is within its range that it sees and one of those is going to be yours and you select that one and then it'll ask for the password to your network and if you know that that's what you put in right there if you don't know it don't worry about it and watch your tv on your and watch your direct tv on your new tv just like you did your old one Yeah, but I want to be able to use... You you don't have to put your TV on your network if you don't have, like, Netflix or Hulu or Amazon streaming or anything like that. If you just want to watch your satellite, um, you you do not need to connect it to a network. No, I want to watch Netflix and all the other stuff. That's why I bought the smart TV. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to connect it to that network. And then there's going to be uh, there's probably another cable coming from your your satellite box. It's going to be um, the top of it's going to be flat, but it's going to kind of look like a uh, like a trapezoid sort of. That's your HDMI cable. Um, there are going to be several connections on the back of the TV where that can go in. I would just put it in number one. Okay, I think that. Okay, and and what next? That's that's pretty much it. Once you get it on the network, um, it should have Netflix and things like that on it. It may need to download some updates, so just be you know patient with it. Let it do its thing. 
And then um, it should have buttons on the remote that can allow you to access Netflix and so forth. Okay. Okay, great. I think that when I get started, I can get through most everything, I think. But if I have any mm -hmm. trouble, I could call my cable one. They can certainly help you set it up, I'm sure. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Great. And y'all are on every Wednesday? Yes, ma'am. Wednesday, yes, ma Wednesday at 10. Wednesday at 10. Okay. Well, if I can't get it hooked up by then, I'll call you back. All right. We appreciate it. Sounds great. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you. Rita in Gulfport. Thanks for starting us off this morning. And uh, well, Rita kept saying she's 77, but she don't sound 77. So I'm not going to use that as an excuse. She sounds like she could hook it right up. Yeah, I'm thinking so. All right. Let's uh, continue uh, on down the line. We've got David up next in Mobile. David, thanks for calling. Good morning. Yeah, um, I can relate to what that guy said earlier today about people hassling you, you know, when you're trying to provide them service. Um, I used to be a with a company that would provide in-home service and I could never find a really polite way to tell someone that I'm not there to listen to their dog bark at them and I'm not there to entertain their kids or to answer a zillion questions while I'm trying to work on their problem. I mean, and I never could find an entirely completely polite way to get that point across. Yeah, I, I can relate to, to being harassed by people, you know, that you're trying to serve. So, yeah, I, I can there's, relate to that. There's no great way to handle the dog situation. Um, I, you know, you might be able to ask them to put it in another room or something. But me, myself, uh, whenever I get on a job site, I, I'm, I'm very much I, – I can work and talk at the same time. Plus, most people want to hover over me while I do stuff. So I don't have any problem talking their ear off while I'm there fixing their issue. But the dog thing, I can see how that could definitely, definitely grate on your nerves. Yeah, and little kids up there shooting a toy gun at you, making all kinds of racket. And... <laughs> I've never had to deal with that now. Yeah, I have. I mean, I was, you know, look, I'm not. I wasn't there to entertain your kids. So, and I'm not there. Uh, just let me fix the problem, and I'll answer any questions after I've got everything up and running properly. You know? There you go. That's all you can do, man. <laughs> That's, you know, and then they complain to my boss about that, you know. Mm. I could never find a completely satisfactory way to, to get that point across the where it would stick. <laughs> well, I can say this about people... Uh, some of them just want to complain and there's nothing you can do to make them happy. And you just got to accept that as part of working in the professional environment. Yeah. Uh, even though we conduct ourselves as professionals, not everyone is obligated to do so. Uh, I just wanted to pass that along. Yeah, I can relate to that. I've been some a long time ago, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been there. <laughs> All right. Sir. All right, y'all take it easy, then. We appreciate the call this morning. David from Mobile. Let's keep it going. Next, we have Alan and Brandon. Alan, thanks for calling. Good morning. Hey, Jay, Jeremy, and Wilts. Hope y'all are all doing well. Uh, yeah, just, just a couple of comments on stuff that's been discussed today. Uh, like I've said before, and, and, and y'all keep saying over and over again, the best security 
for your computer it isn't a great antivirus program or, or, or malware bytes or whatever. It's common sense. And, and it, it, it's like Jeremy was saying, there there are clues if you just take the time to uh, to use your words, Jay, to uh, to deep dig, do some deep digging. I guess uh, uh, <laughs> you, you 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 can tell if, if something's not right, and if, if you're going to be clicking on links, piggledy piggledy, I mean, you're going to get infected, and uh, you know you you, you got to use you got to keep your brain in gear all the time when you're using these things. Because there's there's a lot of folks out there that that, that want to hack you and stuff, so uh, you have to exercise care. And and I'll I'll tell Jeremy, man, I can understand. I I, I can only imagine what you've got to deal with, especially in this day and age, with people that uh, people just don't know how to be mannerly anymore. And uh, th- there's no excuse if, if you're gonna run into an a hole like that guy was. I mean, I, I expect that he's probably like that to everybody he deals with. And uh, I would have just been tempted to say, well, I mean, if you're so smart, you know, why why'd you call me? Again? Why do you just fix it yourself? But, uh, I mean, th- th- there, there's no excuse to treat people, uh, whether they're service people or, or whoever, rudely. I mean, you, I mean, you got to be kind to folks. And it goes a lot of, it's like you said, a thank you goes a long way to, to getting good service. And, and it goes a long way to having people treat you like they want to be treated so yeah i just remember that folks i mean uh, i mean yeah i mean we got we got to be kind to each other all the time i mean especially nowadays i mean we got all this stuff that we're dealing with but uh there's no excuse to be ugly to people that's it that's all i wanted to say alan thanks for the call this morning appreciate it all right y'all take care all right you too let's go next to good to hear from me alan yeah let's go next to craig in biloxi craig thanks for calling hey good morning I saw an app for my phone that says it will turn it into a uh, walkie-talkie. Is there any practical way to do that? The app that I saw said you had to have a Wi-Fi spot. Is there any way to make two phones talk to each other without cell phone towers and Wi-Fi spots? Um, Yes, there are. Um, It uses uh, Bluetooth low energy to do it so um it doesn't necessarily go very far um but what you're looking for is a push to talk app and there are several of them out there um you would just have to experiment a little bit to find which one meets your needs the best uh and there are some that go between android and iphone and they all work on bluetooth they yeah they do not require a cellular signal now i will say uh because i wanted to try to run one of these apps when i was on a cruise you have to have a signal in order to activate the app on your phone but once you've got it activated then you don't have to have any kind of reception and you could use it at say like a concert or possibly on a cruise ship or something like that now remember it's it's bluetooth low energy so it's not going to be very very high powered there are also external antennas that you can get. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it's iMesh, maybe. Um, it's an external. No, iMesh was an app from. No, that's not it. That was an old file sharing app. Whoops. Um, it was. Uh, there, there are antennas that you can get that will amplify that the ability to to communicate on that um, across open areas or even some enclosed areas. I know one of them is called Beartooth. But there's another one that was out before that one. It's like an antenna that clips on. But what, what you're looking for is a push-to-talk app. And there are some 
external devices that you can use to amplify that experience or get better reception as well. But not for those apps. It's going to be a different app made specifically for that piece of hardware. The one that I can remember by name is Bear, like a big grizzly bear, Tooth. Bear Tooth. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of two scenarios. One is a hurricane where all the towers go down and the power's out, and another is if you're if I'm hiking. Uh, so, uh, would I would that be work in those conditions? Or you have it to, should, you, you yes. have to have a now again. Okay. It's it's all going to depend on on visibility, line of sight, and how many obstacles that you have in the way. But I have. Um, I've looked into the Beartooth quite a bit and uh, the, uh, the reviews on it, and it does, I think, I think it can go about a mile if it doesn't have too many obstructions. So really and truthfully, you'd probably be better off with actual walkie-talkies. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes you don't, you just don't carry them around everywhere, so. Very true. Okay, I'm with I'm the, okay, I'm uh, with the Beartooth application, both people, both both whoever's communicating has to have the uh, external device in order to do it. But there are right. apps that will use just what's on your phone. So I would definitely get out there and look for push to talk apps, and you'll find something that will meet your needs. I hope. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, Craig. We appreciate it. Let's continue on the phones. We have Esther in Oxford. Esther, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a question about a Dell Inspiron laptop. It's an old laptop, I think from 2012, and uh, I was thinking about setting it back to the factory settings and donating to his school. Is it even worth it? And then my second question is, how do I get the fact? Uh, how do I get back to a factory reset? Because I've looked online trying to do it, and the steps that they've shown me don't work. So uh, you said it was a uh, 2012. I believe Do you so. know if it's running Windows 7 or Windows 8? Uh, I, it, it, no, I think it's running a a Windows... Well, I'm, you know, I'm not certain. I'm really not certain which Windows okay. it's running. Uh. So there's a couple of different ways on a Dell that you're going to get to that, uh, that recovery partition. Um, if it's Windows XP or Windows 7, you're going to press the F8 key. Like when you turn your computer on, once you get past okay. the Dell logo, press that uh -huh. F8 key just constantly. And eventually there's going to be a menu that comes up and I believe the option on the top is going to say repair your computer. You want to okay. choose that. Okay. And then go through the steps on there and that should restore that recovery partition. If okay. that does not work and it's running something newer like Windows 8 or Windows 10, uh -huh. you have to actually boot into the operating system and then click on the shutdown button and then hold the shift key and then click the button that says restart. Keep okay. holding the shift key until it has restarted, and then it will get into what is called the preboot environment, and from there you'll be able to recover the partition, if okay. it can be recovered. Now that you're talking about it, I believe that this computer does have Windows XP. So as I'm okay. putting it on... Okay, if XP, then you'll go with that, that first method where you press the F8 key. Okay, all right. And uh, it... It does not. It should not be connected to the internet. It should be just the computer itself, uh, hooked up to power. Correct. That is correct. Yes, you won't need anything. Everything that the computer needs to reinstall Windows, if the recovery partition works, I always say if, uh, it should do it right there within that application. I see. Now, if I can get this done, though, is it worth it to donate it to a school? 
Uh, the school would have to be the one to determine that because it's possible they could put Windows 10 on it um, and they might be able to get a little more life out of it, but I wouldn't be able to determine that on that right now. I see. Okay. All right. Thank you for the information. I appreciate it. Esther, we appreciate we it. Appreciate you. We appreciate your charity. We appreciate you wanting to give that to someone to upcycle it. That's That's awesome. We love that. Yes. Thank you. All right. We appreciate the call this morning. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. Uh, how about uh, some of the stories? We've got to cram them all in here at the end because we had so many calls. And um, so uh, some of the things we were talking about. How about this? YouTube TV sharply increases monthly subscription to sixty four ninety nine a month. Mm. Um, yeah, that kind of disappoints me because I was uh, I was contemplating making that uh, that jump personally, and that's going to make it more expensive than my current provider did. Yeah, it was it was thirty five dollars a month when it was originally launched, and about a year ago they jumped it from thirty five to fifty, and that's a pretty liberal leap in a monthly subscription, fifteen bucks. And they do the same thing again here, going from fifty to sixty four ninety nine as the company starts to offer eight of uh, Viacom CBS's channels, which are available starting yesterday: BET, CMT, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, Paramount Network, which has the uh, was the hit show uh, Yellowstone, TV Land, and VH1. I don't know if those stations are worth 15 bucks a month across how many million subscribers do they have. But anyway, the new price takes effect as of yesterday for any new subscribers, while existing customers should see it on their next billing cycle, uh, either on or after July 30th. Uh, so there you go. It was raised from 35 to 40 and then from 40 to 50. Uh, excuse me, I said from 30 straight to four, uh, from from 35 straight to 50. There was one in the middle from two years ago. And so there you go. It's uh, $65 a month for YouTube TV now. For comparison, Hulu's live TV plan costs $55 currently, a price that includes access to Hulu's library of content but lacks the unlimited DVR storage that YouTube TV offers. AT&T TV starts at $55 per month. Uh, per month with uh, hefty increases after 12 months. And here we go, the undisputed champ, right? Sling TV, their full plan still costs 45 bucks per month per month. And maybe that's why Sling, in spite of all of the competition from, I mean, everybody under the sun, Google, um, Apple, Microsoft, Comcast, everybody has tried to take a charge at this thing and you know, I guess Hulu remains number one, but here's Sling in terms of actual, you know, plans over here. They're they're right up there. They're number one in the streaming industry, $45 per month still. I wonder how they can afford it when the others can't. Thanks, everybody, for your calls this morning. We certainly do appreciate it. We will be back uh, next Wednesday at 10. All these stories I talked about earlier, we'll put links of those stories in with the uh, podcast page of today's show at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart right here on MPB Think Radio.